Welcome to a look into the future. Well, we wonder, what would you do if you go into the future and ask yourself questions about how to grow your firm, how to transition into advisory services, and more? Luckily, you don't have to go and get the time travel machine from Avengers Endgame. You can watch, watch this show. We're going to ask Paul Latham himself and learn the knowledge we need at our firms today to evolve into advisory services and become the most relevant advisor to our clients. We're very lucky because Paul brings three amazing things with him. Number one, he's built a successful accounting practice in the UK, so he understands us accountants. In fact, he built his firm into an advisory powerhouse, as we're learning all about through these episodes and asking him questions. He's number two, he took a business public, so he really understands what business owners need and value and what we as accountants need to do to provide that to them. And finally, like I said, number three, we don't have to invent time travel, no flux capacitor. We just get to ask Paul. Now, before we get to ask Paul, uh, as always, I'm Garrett Wagner, your entrepreneurial CPA channel hosts. And join, as always, like I said, Paul Latham of Hay and Rock Solutions. Paul, we're continuing on our viewer Q&A sessions here. And we got another good one today. Another one of your little kind of sayings, putting the team under the microscope. Hi, Garrett. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of those English sayings. Putting the team under the microscope is another, another one of those metaphors that I use when working with clients providing business advisory services. Um, it's another one of those that sort of anticipates the problem that will happen. So it's an anticipatory thing, but it's particularly useful for business owners who are obviously working day to day inside their business. And as a consequence, often sort of can't see the wood for the trees. When it, when it comes to seeing who's actually pulling their weight in the team and really what it's all about. It's testing the relative desire of the different members of the team. And if you'll remember, I, I take everything always back to those three ingredients of business success, vision, plan, and desire. So vision, you know, the owner of the business will have already created their, their own long-term vision for the business. They know what they want their business to look like and consequently they know what changes that they need to make, make it look like that. They will have shared that vision with the team and typically in enough detail to excite the team to want them to make it to happen. So then you move to plan. And that team is now gonna start to build detailed plans across the various key aspects of whatever changes are needed to make the vision happen. And obviously that planning process and implementation process is usually done through teams, management teams and so on. And they're typically working over several weeks and months. But the sort of key question is, will they all stick at it at the same pace? And there's a bit of, in there about at the same pace. Um, and will they make that plan happen? And that sort of takes you to the third element, which is desire. And do the team have the desire and is everybody pulling their weight at the same pace and the great thing as I said a bit earlier on is this is one of those where you can confidently predict to the business owner how your team will behave entirely irrespective of whether you've even met them or not because first of all there's been a ton of studies on this there's tons of uh, sort of empirical evidence around teams working together that tells you this is true and I sort of noticed it myself over the last 20 odd years so if we say the typical team size, that's, you know, it's pretty typical. Let's say five people. And if you have five people, irrespective of whether I've met them or not, 
I can more or less guarantee they're going to fall into three groups and they sort of have, have, have some extremes. So at one extreme, you've got the person who I call the enthusiast and, and that they get really enthusiastic about this project, super enthusiastic. At the other extreme is the person who I call the cynic. That doesn't mean they're necessarily cynical, but they're the, the one that holds things back or isn't as enthusiastic about the project. And then basically you've got the three people in the middle who sort of watch and wait to see who's going to win. Is the enthusiast going to win or is the cynic going to win? And what actually happens, in, and it happens on every project I've ever seen, you know, let's just say we set this team going, and they all have tasks to do, and we say, right, we're going to come back in a month and see how you get on. And I can pretty confidently predict that the enthusiast will have done lots. In a month's time, they'll have shot ahead and they'll have done loads. The three in the middle will have done broadly what you expect them to do. And the cynic will have done little or nothing. And they won't say, by the way, in a meeting, oh, I've done little or nothing. They'll come up with excuses. So, you know, the weather will have been too hot or it'll have been too cold or we've got the wrong sorts of leaves on the track or there'll be some sort of excuse that has prevented them from doing something in the last month. So if we then let this sort of pattern play out and we meet again in another month and another month, basically the pattern will be repeated. Enthusiasts steaming ahead, people in the middle making reasonable progress, cynic for one reason or another, doing not enough or at, at a much slower pace than the rest. And you see the onus is on you, the advisor, to have conversations with your business owner clients. And if you don't, and you let the above sort of play out, sooner or later, and by the way, it's usually month two, maybe month three, the three people in the middle suddenly start to say, do you know what? I thought this plan was really important to the business. And we've been working pretty hard at it. And we can see the enthusiast person's working super hard, but the cynical person is, they're doing nothing. And nobody seems to care. And there's no consequence. And they're not doing anything and nothing's happening to them. So I think I'm going to stop too. And they slowly come to the realization that nothing's going to happen. And they stop. Progress stops. And essentially, the cynic has won. They have dictated the pace of change inside the business. And, and by the way, in about a year's time, the enthusiasts still won't have noticed everyone else has stopped and they'll still be careering away, long, you know, <laughs> irrespective of everyone else has long since given up. Instead, what you need to do is suggest to the business owner right at the beginning, that's what's going to happen, I promise you. It'll happen. I think we should put the team under the microscope. They're called accountability meetings. It's sort of allowing you to, to watch the team and observe the team. It's almost like poking your eyes through a curtain and just sort of seeing how it plays out. Have these accountability meetings. It's pretty easy to spot the cynic once I've showed you how the pattern's going to be. You can probably do it for yourself, but, but I'll certainly help you. And what we then do after month one, maybe month two, but somewhere around that month one, month two uh, moment is where you go to the owner and say, look, you've now got to go and have a meeting offline with that cynical person. Because remember, you told me you really wanted to do this thing. You've got the vision, you want to build a plan, you've got the desire to grow your business. Part of that desire is for you to go and have these difficult conversations. So you need to go and talk to that cynical person and ask them, so what's the problem? This is a really, really important task that we're all working on and you don't appear to be very enthusiastic about it or not moving it forward. Do you need help? Do you need some training? Do you need a kick in the pants? Do you need, what do you need? 
to get this thing moving because rest assured we're going to move it forward and if we don't you know we can't carry on like this um, and what the benefit of that is not only does it hopefully turn the cynic around and so they actually think gosh actually the owner means it this time and we're really going to do this because i've seen so many of these before and didn't bother actually they're going to do it but those consequences have a big effect on the other members of the team because they can suddenly see there are consequences. And I've taught you before about the importance of cheering. So by putting the team under the microscope, you can also see who's doing really well and you cheer those people on and it spurs them on. And basically what that means is that you're tipping the balance of probability so that the enthusiast wins and dictates the pace of change, not the cynic. So whether it's cheering on the ones who are doing well or noticing that there is no progress amongst the team, it's just as important. And either way, you're putting the team under the microscope with a goal of ensuring that the enthusiast dictates the pace of change. I love it, Paul. I mean, because that's, you know, putting the team under the microscope with that, it's, you're bringing it back to the sound science of just employee engagement. And employee engagement is really just the, a lot of times called the tug of war, the tug of war between the enthusiast and the cynic. And like you said, those people in the middle, those three in the middle. They just watch, they, watch and wait and see who wins. Yeah, they're going to go down, they're going to go up. So it, it really becomes, if you're, I tell firms all the time, if you want to be successful internally, I'll start using that phrase, put your team on the microscope, but you've got to make sure that driver up top wins that tug of war, everybody goes up. Because the middle, what those three people do is going to dictate 100% of everything. So if you let that cynic win, it's over. One person can't overcome four no matter how many hours they work. Yep. Look at for now, or even worse, they're going to leave. And you're going to wonder, like, why do you lose your stars again and again? So the cynic's driving down the middle. So that's yep. it's it's, so, so important, whether it's, like I said, once again, whether it's internal to our firm, we talk about a lot, or with our clients, yep. put that team under the microscope. You'll see pretty clearly, like you said, it won't take very long. No. And the great thing about it as well is, you see, I mean, my belief is that in business advisory, the most important meetings are the accountability meetings. Mm -hmm. they, they allow you to meet your client regularly because you mm -hmm. can't keep having vision meetings and so on. So once you've got a vision and you've got plans, your reason to meet regularly is your accountability meetings. You know, let's say we're going to meet up every two months or something. So you're mm -hmm. having six meetings a year. Your real goal is to meet with your client regularly so you can do exciting stuff with them. Yep. The chances of doing that are much greater if you're meeting with them than if you're not. And your reason to meet is the accountability meeting. So you put that out there right from the beginning, vision, plan and desire. And where it will go wrong is desire, because I guarantee you'll have cynics inside your team. You probably don't even spot them because you sort of lose them for the wood for the trees. I'll help you spot them. We'll make this thing happen. And so it becomes this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. And it, it allows you to look good to your clients, but it also allows you to do what you really, really want to do, which is meet regularly with your client. And I think that's one of those important things you said right there is, you know, firms struggle with like, well, that's great. I need to meet with my clients more often, but what do I talk about? Like you said, you can only talk about vision and direction strategy so many times. So I've heard a lot of firms, firms say like, I'm not sure what to do next. Like I have these strategic-ish meetings. Where do I go? Like you're saying, drive accountability, drive that desire, put the team under the microscope. And it's one of those things. They always, your clients always want to hear from us and just yeah. have conversations you put a structure around it and you're really going to become, as you say, you're going to become that relevant advisor if you can help them put their team under the microscope. Interesting. I mean, just bringing to mind, I've got a client here who I, 
I moved to the US about six years ago. I've been working with this client for six years. We've been having accountability meetings for six years. Um, there was somebody who I noticed was the cynic pretty early on. The client actually resisted it for quite a long time, maybe 18 months or so. Eventually tried everything but dismissed that person. You know, came back to me after uh, you know, a few weeks later and said, we should have just listened to you. You know, everyone is now so much happier and so on and so forth, all positive things. That business has doubled and trebled in size because that owner didn't appreciate how much that person, one person was causing a lot of strife yeah. inside their business. But regular meetings, you, you, you can only at the most have one vision meeting a year. Mm-hmm. Everything else is plans to achieve the vision. And, and it's holding that team accountable to drive the plans. Hopefully yeah. And no, I love it. You know, team under the microscope, and like you said, that, that cynic down there, you've got to really focus on either fixing them, getting them up, or out. There is no, like, the longer you waffle with that person, the more they drag down yeah. everything. Well, my, my mentor, going back 25 years ago, when I first started doing business advisory, he, he said to me, there's only two things, you know, there's only two things, you can do you're either going to fix them in some way or, or get rid of them but if you can convert a cynic yeah he's twice as effective as anybody else because everyone in the team knows who the cynic is and if you can convert a cynic and turn them around the impact of that is incredibly powerful on the team so first of all try and convert the cynic but if you can't get rid of them yeah and it's don't chase that dream of conversion but yeah convert it it'll be a huge windfall so, Paul, thank you as always. I've really enjoyed learning more about how to put your team under the microscope and hearing how that ties back to employee engagement, which I am a huge fan about. So, to everybody watching today, if you want to see if you and your firm are ready for the future, ready to become the most relevant advisor to your clients, take a minute and sign up for your own free biz survey. Get an objective assessment of how prepared your firm is for the future. There's a special offer for watching the show. We'll review the results with you and have a quick meeting. There's a link below. Click on it. Click on that post on social media. Spend some time and see where you stand. Put your team under the microscope. So as always, thank you for watching, everybody. Click to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as always, we challenge you today to take action to change the world and invest in yourself.